Where is air power? So the event started with an intro video, yeah. uh, as usual, and I actually quite enjoyed this one. I know in the past there's been some uh, intro videos that maybe aren't as great as they could have been, uh, but this one started with a person running across Apple Park with a mystery box. Actually, there was one thing I noticed before that. <laughs> okay. Um. So... It wasn't really part of the video. This was part of the live recording when they're filling up the uh, the uh, Steve Jobs Theater. You saw how they were starting to let people in, and then there are the I think they are probably they're pe- the people who work in the usually work in the Apple Store were standing throughout the staircase and greeting everyone. And those people wore new T-shirts. Did you notice that? They were blue. I don't remember the details. Yeah, it was blue, but it had a black apple. Ah, okay. And I don't know why. I was saying to Kai, like, oh, do you think it's something like related to the OLED display? Are they going to have like <laughs> dark mode on the phone? Because it was very random. It feels like if you decide to have a black Apple, or do you think it could be because they were in the Steve Jobs Theater and they wanted to wear something black as a Maybe. grief? Like for, for grieving? Oh, I doubt it. It's not the first event there. I reckon it's probably just they're changing the uniform or they needed something to look better on the video. I don't know. Oh. I, I don't know. I probably wouldn't look into that one too much. I kind of like that as an idea to have, because that's kind of how it went, right? The live stream started and you saw this camera movement kind of moving with, with a crowd into the Steve Jobs Theater, the the door coming down or going up, I don't remember. And then the presentation started. So it was kind of like you going into into the theater. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we saw this, uh, the, the kind of, Recorded video of. Yes. Bringing. Yeah. No, I just wanted to mention that and see if anyone else thought of it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we don't have to spend more time on that. Go. You can continue talking about the video. Zach. Yeah, I just thought it was a, a pretty funny video. So uh, yeah, Apple employee running across Steve Jobs or uh, running across the new campus uh, on her way to the event uh, with a mystery box, uh, obviously needing to deliver something. I think it's set a minute or two before the keynote was meant to start. Um, she runs into Kevin Lynch on the way in the in Cafe Max, uh, who uh, disappears by pressing a button on his Apple Watch, which was super cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or weird. Pick one of the two. Weird, but cool. Uh, and she has trouble getting into the building. Uh, I don't want this to be too much of a recap, but then he appears again, lets her in. Uh, she delivers the box, the mystery box to Tim Cook, and it turns out that what's inside is his clicker for the slides. I just thought it was a nice, feel-good way to start the presentation. I thought it was a bit funny, very lighthearted. Um, and yeah, I, I thought it was a good start. What did and, you think? And it was an, a surprisingly interesting insight into the uh, Apple campus because you see a lot of shots that yep. you usually don't see yeah. uh, of the of the new um, of the new campus. So I thought it was quite interesting to to kind of see see those parts and uh because they highlighted a lot of things of apple park a lot of features like the the um the large doors that that are opening like the 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 architecture the tables the the staircases 
the the huge pond thing they have in the middle. I think yeah. it was the combination of Apple trying to show off their campus yeah. and now it kind of being done and ready. Um as it's well like, as kind of yeah, make, look, look, people actually work in here now. We're, we're using hmm. it, and kind of this this kind of fun fun way of sh yeah. uh, kicking off the presentation with delivering that that clicker. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it was cool. It was definitely making the video more exciting that we hadn't actually seen the campus before. So that was really cool. And I also liked that they had this, um, like all the music and the style that they had. It was very what do you call it, like spy movie inspired, mm. like a bit James Bond style. So it was saying Mission like, Impossible. Mission Impossible. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and then it had like a, as soon as the campus appeared, it said like, with the, there were like printed letters in this like Mission Impossible style, just saying where they were. Yeah. So I think it was a cool, cool style. And they made that, I mean, the thing with, um, there were some special effects in the video and that really fitted the theme and I think it, it made it quite, quite cool. Yeah. And now we know why Eddie Q met with all those, uh, TV show executives and producers it was all <laughs> for this one video. I reckon that was worthwhile. Yeah. <laughs> Years of work to get into this video. But I do also like, uh, I want to mention, I think we should give some credit to, um, to Tim Cook as well. Like, I think he seemed to really have enjoyed that. It seemed like some genuine acting. He seemed like it wasn't seeming fake or like stale or anything. He seemed to like have a fun time being handed that clicker. <laughs> I think it was good. Yeah. One of the better uh, Apple executive uh, acting jobs we've seen so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was good. Um, so then we got to the event. You know, the standard retail store update stuff, I don't think much of that is particularly interesting. Um, the most interesting thing I think that Tim Cook said at the beginning was we're only going to uh, talk about two product lines today. Yep. And strictly speaking, that wasn't true, but <laughs> it was true for like 99% of the, the presentation. So, I'll give him that. So, that Apple Watch Series 4, what do you think? I'm so excited that they started with this. I think I was the most excited about this product, so I couldn't really wait. And I mean, the, the iPhone thing was fun and interesting, but it was like they were re repeating a lot of things. So I was quite happy to see the new Apple Watches first. They got straight into it as well. Uh, after five minutes, yeah. it was bang straight into Apple Watch stuff. Apart from them saying that it was the most used watch. Um, I think they didn't really try to sell it that much. They didn't say that hundreds of or thousands of people are using it. It was just going right into it. So I think that was quite good. Um, which one did they start with? They started just with the, with the teaser video, right? This is basically the teaser video, which led up to the product shot that has been leaking. Yeah. I think overall, I, I kind of like that, that presentation style a lot where we first. We get a very brief introduction of what the topic will be and then straight into a teaser video where you see the new product. And then we do a deep dive. I really, I really like that, um, that way of presenting rather than the let's talk a lot about it and then we show you a video. It's kind of nice to, all right, this is what it looks like. And now let, let us show you what it does and how it works. Yeah. And I think, I think what this video showed, what it was that it felt like the watch overall was a lot rounder. Like it felt a lot less, it felt more sleek. It didn't feel like it was this like edgy device that you mount to your, to your watch. I think it was a really nice product. They didn't have that many images with people actually like close up images of people actually wearing it. So I am interested in seeing how it's actually going to look on someone's wrist, especially someone who has a smaller wrist. 
Um, but I think overall it, it looks, it looks really good. I think it looks a lot more like a stylish piece of jewelry than like a tech product now. And I would really like one. <laughs> yep. The watch is really coming into its own now. Um, I think it's, that's clear that it's its own, uh, its own product. They didn't market it as here's the features in, you know, in conjunction with your iPhone. It's here's what the watch can do on its own. Um, you know, really re- uh, emphasizing the whole cellular uh, connectivity yeah. again and just taking that idea and running with it. Mm. Also interesting, um, today we saw the other two sites that we haven't seen before. Um, so on the if you weigh your crown to the right, on the left you now have quite big, long um, lines for the speakers. Mm. Um, I thought that was interesting. That looks very, very different from the... From the other, all the other watches, really. I feel like it looks looked nicer right now. If you look at the side, it feels a bit random. You has to have like four different holes and slightly like different layouts. Two of them are sort of next to each other. The other one is on top and up underneath each other. Mm. Like it looks a bit random, but I think um, when they have that longer speaker, that feels more symmetric. I guess it looks mm. a bit less thrown on. Mm. Yeah, I, I I like that too. And then my favorite side of the of the watch, uh, the back side with the new sensor placement and the uh, the new sensors. I think that looks really nice. Yeah, going back to the the speakers, um, I think they did mention later on that they're twice as loud or fifty percent louder or something like that. Um, and moving the microphone over to the other side, uh, as we saw from the leaked videos, I think. Both of those changes are probably due to uh, the need for better Siri on the Apple Watch. Um, so, because mm. I think the idea with shortcuts is using more, or using Siri more, uh, you know, talking to your voice throughout, sorry, talking to your watch throughout the day. Um, I think it does make sense to have done those upgrades, to have upgraded or to have moved the microphone to a better location and to have made the speakers bigger and, and in turn louder. So, I'm looking at a comparison between. Series three and the series four. Uh, worth noting, they upgraded the screen, uh, the physical screen sizes two millimeters each. So the thirty-eight millimeter watch is now forty, and the uh, forty-two is now forty-four. Uh, but they are slightly bigger. Um, you got an extra millimeter and a half in height, uh, and one point six extra millimeters in width on the watch. Uh, but it is it is thinner. So it's physically larger, uh, like the surface area of the face of the watch is bigger, uh, but the depth, it's it's thinner by uh, 0.8 millimeters. Uh, and they did mention on stage that it's overall uh, less area, not volume. area, so volume, that's the one. <laughs> My primary school math's coming back to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, overall volume is smaller. Uh, it's slightly heavier too. Uh, sorry, they're the they're the dimensions for the forty two millimeter for forty four millimeter one. But. And so, does that mean it's thinner than a series zero? I that's my next step to look up because <laughs> that was a, a just a general it? curiosity I might have. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, no reason you're asking that. Yeah. No. No. Just just curious. I think the next thing I had on my uh, on my list was the tap uh, to add friends to your watch face, and then you yeah. can tap your friends to connect. Oh God, it's back. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I felt the same. I'm like, they they tried this before. It didn't work. Uh, wh- like, I guess it's a little bit different because it's sort of right 
there. It might be something people discover easier, but I, I might want to respond to my friends quickly. If they send me messages, I would like to use the watch to respond on, but I usually don't initiate a message from there. Maybe you would if you have a cellular watch though, but I think in that case, I would not really feel the need that I need them right on the, on the watch face. But I can imagine maybe if you have like, a health condition and you want some emergency contacts easily accessible, maybe that's a good case. Yeah. I, I also feel that way. I don't, I don't really need to have a picture of a person that I, that is in my life on my watch face at or, all times. I mean, it could also be a thing like, you know how people have pictures of the people they like in their wallets. It could be a replacement for that. So you don't carry a wallet with you because you have Apple Pay on your watch now. And then you can also keep a picture of the people. On but your you watch. already have pictures. It's usually not that your entire wallet is made out of the face of your friends. <laughs> Hopefully not out of the face of your friend now. <laughs> Yeah. I just I just feel like I, I I it's it's very unlikely that I so quickly forget my family and friends. Um and I I think the emergency one is one I can see but otherwise I I I don't think I'll ever use that. Yeah. I also don't know what that means. That doesn't initiate a call or does that get into the interface where you then text or or call? Maybe it's like yeah, probably text digital or touch. <laughs> <laughs> the return. Yeah. Yeah, that was I I don't know. I thought it was a bit weird. I don't know why that got a specific shout out. All right. So thinness of the watch. It is uh, not as thin as the Series Zero by 0.2 millimeters. Oh, really? Uh, Brutal. But yeah. Uh, So the Series 4 is 10.7 millimeters and the Series Zero was 10.5. Yeah. Series 3 is 11.4. So... It's a noticeable decrease, uh, but not quite uh, down to the series zero. Okay, I'm both I'm both sad and slightly happy. Uh, I would have liked <laughs> a thinner watch, but yeah. you not getting those points is fine with me. <laughs> nah. Okay. So I thought another thing with the with the UI, I thought it was interesting that they mentioned that there is only one new watch face. Uh, but then they also showed some watch faces which actually had more complications. So the digital. Uh, the digital watch seemed to have um, three different complications in the bottom um, together with that big one that we mentioned earlier. So I think, sure, technically it's not a new watch face, but... It, oh! The existing one also has three. The existing one also has three. Huh. Well, okay. I thought it was new. Uh, it looked new. Uh, but yeah, apparently... Maybe they're bigger? Yeah, they, they looked slightly different, right? Yeah, there's... There's definitely a, a lot of new complications even across the existing watch faces and they did call them out. So I'm wondering even if it's just a design change in that they're wider or yeah, taller yeah. or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, it all makes a difference, I guess. But yeah. I feel like uh, I used to always use a digital watch face, um, but I feel like the analog one got, got a lot more love. So I, I think I need to learn how to read an analog watch again. Information overload, though those nine complications. Yeah, just... I, I don't think I would use all of them. I'm hoping that you don't. I'm, I don't think you would need to set something for all of them in the way that you right now you don't have to set something for all of the different spaces. So I'm thinking I might just fill up the middle one. So I think it was cool how you could have multiple different complications depending for time zones. That's something I definitely want to use. Yeah, uh, I think that was yep. pretty cool. But in terms of like the like I'm. The UV index, maybe that's something you're interested in, Zach, because you live in a country where the UV is very <laughs> dangerous. Uh, but I don't feel like that's something I necessarily need. You step outside and you're red after five minutes in summer. 
Yeah, I think that's a good indication. You don't need something on your watch telling you that. <laughs> no, but I feel like those things I might not use. I might use more things like the timer, I think is really cool, like the stopwatch and those things and the music. But I think I'm probably going to go a bit low on complications because I think it's a bit too much at the same time. Yeah, but it's cool that you can do it and that they have you have the flexibility. Speaking of complications on the front of the face, though, uh, going back to the modular face, I did want to give a shout out to the Qantas app, uh, which is built in Sydney. Uh, that got a a mention, and it is one of the new one of the apps supporting the new complication type on the modular face. Thought that was pretty cool. Uh, they gave it some love at WWDC as well. Um, so clearly, the the team at Qantas are doing some good work with the watch. And then, Andreas, they mentioned it. That's cool. That's awesome. I always get excited when I see an Australian app on stage at an event. Um, it's good fun. What do you think about the mindfulness, um, the mindfulness watch face? I think it's cool. Um, if you are using that feature on the watch, then I think that could be quite useful. Um, I've, I don't really use it. I've used it intermittently in the past, um, but I have heard from people who do use the Breathe feature on the Apple Watch regularly, and they mm-hmm. seem to absolutely love it. Um, apparently, it's quite beneficial. So, I think that uh, another way to bring the Breathe features to your watch is is a good thing, um, especially if you are getting use out of that feature. Yeah, I think it makes it a bit more accessible too, because I think some people might not know about it, and if they go through the different watch faces, they could easily find out, um, and more people might start using it. So, I think I think that's good. I also really like the fire watch face and the the new um, bubble, like water watch face. The vapor one seemed a little bit strange. I just saw it on some product photos now and it looked a bit like a, almost like a broken screen on some of the pictures. It looks a little bit strange. Um, but yeah, the other two I think are really cool. And I think if you go to like an event where you want to be less distracted and you want to have just a nice watch face, then I would probably choose one of those. There's something uh, I'm noticing here, sort of speaking of distraction on the watch. Um, up until now, uh, particularly when the watch was first introduced, but even through to the Series 3, all almost every app has a black background. And so the idea is that the screen sort of fades out into the like physical edge of the uh, of the device and you know the UI goes edge to edge to edge with the idea being that the device bezels provide a border. Um, and it would be very rare um, to see a screenshot on the Apple website of a, a face on the Apple Watch that has a colored border. But I'm noticing that quite a bit if I'm looking at the product shots that they have on the page here. Um, they're sort of really showing off the screen going edge to edge. And I wonder if that's maybe a new trend they're encouraging developers to do, or if it's just a matter of, uh, hey, we want to, you know, show that this watch actually does have something different, that the screen is a lot bigger, uh, and then they'll, you know, revert that back once people uh, get the message. Because I, I really think it does look good on the Apple Watch when you have a, a black background on your UI, and it sort of looks as though it just fades off into the hardware uh, instead yeah. of a, a distinct edge. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It feels like it makes it look a bit bigger if you don't have any color. And I also think originally I thought it was a battery constraint, like um, choice, I guess that that the, if you have a brighter screen and a brighter app, that would make the um, the battery run down quicker. So I thought that's why Apple would definitely encourage you to have a more dark background. But I'm looking at it now, so it's the Nike Plus series, like the, the special Nike series, and the MA series seem to have a lot brighter ones and I'm not sure maybe it's something 
that these specific companies preferred for for their like new band collection or something like that. Like if you look at the MS band, it fits very well with that with that type of screen. Um, so it might have been something specifically for for these. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to see where Apple is sort of pushing that. I don't really. I mean, at least on those product charts, I I don't really like that look a lot. It looks a bit more like you have a sticker on your watch than it does look like yeah, a uh, a nice watch face to me. I mean, the Amaze one is quite nice with the two colors and matching bands, but I feel like otherwise it looks. Um, I don't know, it somehow looks cheaper. But yeah, that's sort of my problem with the, the watch faces Marlon was mentioning with the fancy like smoke and water and all of that is that they really, they go to the edge of the screen and they're, they're colored, uh, but it really does make the edge of the screen quite distinct. Um, and I've really liked the design trend yeah, up until yeah. now of, yeah, just having black borders around your apps and watch faces and things like that. Anyway, uh, it'll be interesting to see if they're, they're of any use, but it's just something I noticed. There were no Monsters Inc. faces. I know. I was, I was sad. <laughs> yeah, I'm very. I was really disappointed. hoping that would be a pick. I was really, I was uh, like overly confident about that one. <laughs> but you did get your Hermes band. Pick, I'm, I'm so kind. Of... You got one of the Apple Watch ones. Yeah. I, I, I know. That's I'm, good. I'm yeah. Quite proud of that. <laughs> I, I really like the, uh, the haptic feedback in the crown. I'm quite excited about that. Uh, I don't know if it's just me, but I sometimes hit the crown while listening to something on my uh, through the uh, AirPods, um, and then I accidentally increase the volume or decrease the volume. And I think having some feedback—I don't know if it will just be feedback or also a resistance to click into places. I, I haven't had a look yet, um, but I kind of like to have more feedback uh, while while doing things on a crown. I do think that would add to to kind of the UI interaction yep and i think that's an, ev- uh, an evolution of the crown itself they made a big deal about the crown three years ago when they introduced or was it four years ago now uh when they introduced the apple watch yeah um and i think yeah it makes sense to sort of take it to that next level at that next uh step of interaction um, and it's quite good one of the focuses was the like the health workout part of the watch uh and i'm scrolling through some of the, mm-hmm. the shots on apple's website with people doing activity with the watch it looks a bit like a Fitbit with that massive screen. Do you know the Fitbit watch I'm talking about? Yeah, I thought about it too. Yeah, yep. With the rounded style, it looks a bit. Yeah, a, and a bit slightly like bigger. That. And I don't know if it, if the watch just looks bigger because the screen is bigger, or you are noticing the the extra millimeter or and a half that they added or whatever it is. But it does look a little bit chunkier. Yeah, we look at some product shots too. I feel like it, it depends a bit on who's wearing it, and from some angles, you definitely see that it is an Apple Watch, but. You would, you would see a, there's a significant difference between the old models and the new ones. So you would see and like be able to point out who has a new watch and who has an old one. I, yeah, I, I think it's fine. I'm a, li- a little bit concerned that it is a bit, I mean, it's not much. It's a few millimeters, um, but I'm a little bit concerned that it might look too wide or too tall on my wrist. Um, I think I have to try it out. Zach, would you consider going for the 40 millimeter instead of the 44? No, no, not, not a consideration. It's still a smaller screen than uh, the current 42. You can start ordering on the 14th of September. That's tomorrow. Yeah. Woo! 36 no, hours tomorrow? away or 35 hours away. Uh, yeah, for you. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Good point. So is it the 14th of September for you too or the 15th? Tomorrow's the 14th. So it's 5 p.m. though. And for uh, you yeah. it will be like midnight, like uh, the, yeah. the first yeah. minute of the day. Oh, 1 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. Yeah. Are you going to order something? This is an interesting one. Um, I know the answer, <laughs> but I kind of don't want to reveal it yet. At, let's just say at this point in the presentation, like, you know, when, when they were going through all this, uh, no. Oh, really? That was, that was what I was thinking. Yeah. Huh. Um, why? I, because last time when you saw the product shot and we spoke about it like two episodes ago, you seemed quite excited. Did, yep. did, did yep. it just not, like, was it just not interesting? There's a few, there's a few things I don't like about it as much as I thought I would like about it. Um, one of those is the rounded corners. Okay. Um, scrolling on lists and things like that, it just looks funky. Um, hmm. then some of the other things like the new, uh, ECG, um, features mm-hmm. are US only. Yeah. Uh, Supposedly coming outside of the US soon, but yep. who knows when. Um, and apart from that, it's not really better than the, the series three. Uh, uh, you, you, you get more complications. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. I'm at a, I will buy one. That's, that's the answer to that question. <laughs> but I thought it would be your answer. Let's but move I, on. <laughs> honestly, as we were going through the presentation, I was like, uh, I don't know. Okay. You're both getting them, aren't you? All right. So I, I, I had multiple things. I, I was kind of, I was kind of excited about very small improvements. Like I, I was excited about new, uh, gyro and accelerometer just because that hasn't been, nothing changed with those in a long time. They were kind of fine, but. It was always like gyros are fine, but always not quite seamless. I mean, it's quite a lot that I turn my phone around uh, because it still thinks I'm trying to take a portrait uh, image rather than landscape image. I feel like gyros and and accelerometers are still somewhat in the way, less on a watch, but in general, I'm interested. I, I find it good that there are still improvements with that because I feel like we've been too long in a place where those things were not quite good enough yet. And I think it makes sense to move those things into watch first because you do a lot of like workout things. Um, you want to use it for a lot of activity tracking and any increase in, in um, accuracy with that, I think is, is good. And the things like fall detection, I mean, it's not nothing I, uh, that, that is enabled by those improvements, nothing that I uh, plan on using daily um, for obvious reasons, but something that I can see. Um, like my mother, for example, she's currently uh, living alone. And it is nice to know when she's taking a shower or something in, in a bathtub, like most of the home accidents happen in the bathroom. It's nice to know uh, that there is something that that kind of watches out for you while even if you're not um, if you have no one else in your household at that time. So I do think those kind of things are nice, and I hope that that means in general accuracy will increase, kind of step counts and rate will be 
improved even without uh, using GPS, which probably leads to better battery savings. Yeah, um, and I think, yes, this is definitely something that's like, if if people live alone, it's something that's beneficial. But I also think just if you're if you're a runner and you like going out in the woods and yeah. run, like it, this is really good because like you can often fall, especially if it's been raining outside and you're running on like non-even terrain. I think it's it's quite dangerous to, um, like if, if you have someone who you know goes running constantly. I think it's great to to hear that they like if something would happen and they would be unconscious, they are gonna get help. And I think that's really good to hear. Yeah. But it's just, I mean, as I said, it's not really something that I want, that I, I plan on using daily, but something that I think is very much aligned with, with what I think the Apple Watch can do best, kind of the, the workout and health focused things where, where it's a thing that kind of helps you and uh, monitors kind of your, your, your current state of your body while you don't have to, to worry about that yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're really doubling down on that and it's i think the idea is you don't have to think about it it has all these features that you know you aren't concerned with until you get that notification saying hey looks like you might be in trouble do you need help or hey your heart rate's too high or or too low or whatever it might be and it is really nice to have that device that's sort of always there always monitoring uh and it's it's become almost like a health personal assistant in a way yeah Um, yeah and i think they've really doubled down on that aspect of the apple watch it's more than just a fancy watch for telling time and looking at notifications and i really do like that yeah and especially i mean that jumps a bit ahead but um the the thing that resonated with me was when um i forgot his name but the president of uh uh, iver j benjamin i think dr iver Jay Benjamin. Yeah, from the um the president of the american heart association when he said that most patients come in um, and they're not currently having the symptoms as they're, as they're with their doctor. And I mean, that happens to me too. When I go to a doctor, it's usually not that I currently have a thing. I just have to describe it and hope that, I mean, I think everyone had that, right? You, you feel something weird in your body. You go to a doctor and you're like, I, ho- I almost hope the symptoms show up while I'm there so I can accurately describe and they can potentially f- see what happens to then being treated with something that is appropriate for your thing rather than just saying maybe go home and rest or here's some antibiotics and i feel like having this thing with a ecg that kind of monitors consistently and then you have data rather than having to observe it in that short time frame when you're in doctor's office having something that monitors it constantly or or somewhat frequently um that you can then use to to kind of have a have some data to look at from from previous days previous weeks i think that's that's what i think is is very exciting from the kind of um health monitoring so you kind of have both sides you have this kind of preventative thing where it's kind of trying to encourage you to work out be healthy live healthier life but if something goes wrong you have this this kind of data set already to to then figure out how how to treat it and have more data than you would have otherwise and i think that that to me is an exciting and and kind of the bold and i feel like in the the, the initial days for the apple watch were kind of um accessory and i feel like now apple's kind of bolder bolder direction becomes more clear with what they're trying to accomplish and i think also the um the uh blood oxygen and the the uh uh, uh, glucose type uh, sensors are now kind of in in a natural progression from where we are 
because it really seems like that's the direction Apple wants to go in and what Apple believes the the Apple Watch is for. And I think that even just doubling down on that with, with the announcements today got me really excited for, for where this product is going. And it absolutely paved the way for more sensors in the future. Um, they mentioned that the ECG sensor has FDA clearance uh, and that mm-hmm. it, it was the first uh, sensor of its kind to go through the approval process it went through. And I, I don't know the specifics of that, but I do know um, that with the FDA approval, there's, you know, lots of steps, but there are, there's a new system for um, essentially the, the product doesn't have to become public ahead of time. Uh, and that's perfect for a company like Apple, who generally want to keep things under wraps until the event. Um, and I imagine that they would take a similar path with, say, glucose monitoring in five years or whenever that might be a thing. Um, and it's really interesting to, to see that they are going down that path. They are getting FDA clearance on certain features now, um, which probably will make it easier going forward as well uh, to be less bogged down in regulation. Because uh, up until now, my understanding is it's been quite difficult, hmm. um, but it's good to see the, them making use of, of law changes and things like that. Yeah, and it, uh, I think that was actually the line that got the most most applause during the keynote, the FDA approval, because it seems to be quite a tedious process. And also, I mean, at the moment, I don't think we have a lot of competition, but in general, encouraging competition in that kind of health space um is is very very welcome too I, I think it would be good if if technology i mean now we're kind of drifting away from the keynote and more into a tech uh, industry in general but i think it would be a good area to to invest talent in 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 the health space and and kind of improving people's lives r- rather than just making your hailing your car ride um one percent more efficient yeah without a doubt yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. And I feel, I thought about that this morning. I was thinking about, I was thinking back about the previous, like the early days of Apple Watch when they, the first, the first generation, or the generation zero, no, the first Apple Watch had the edition and that was like a, like a gold watch. I think it was 14 carat. Do you remember how how much it was? Like I it, don't know anything about gold. Okay, um, but yeah, it it was it was a gold watch, and I remember back then there were a lot of celebrities who were like on it and wanted to get like the golden watch, and people sort of bought it more like a show off type of device. Like that's sort of what I felt because they had that golden product, and I understand that's good, and it was probably like I know that Tesla they've been selling quite high end cars, and that's been helping them to be able to research more and uh, develop more low like more more affordable cars later on um but i think um at that stage like looking back at that it felt like that could easily just have been a gimmick and if it wasn't selling then if and if people didn't see the value of the watch that could have been it for the watch it could have been like like something something wearable that's like something you would look back on in 20 years and think, oh, that was a silly idea. Uh, but I think it's it's really good to hear that Apple like really pushed through and they have really made this uh, a product with its own identity. And it felt like they, it really found its way now and they really focus on the health. It's not like there is not even, it doesn't seem to even be an edition watch anymore. And I think that's quite good that it's meant to be a device for everyone. And it's meant to be this device that like definitely beneficial in an everyday use, but also a device that really helps you 
um, get valuable valuable data when you actually need it. Uh, I think you saw that when they started with the like emergency SOS feature uh, a couple of years ago, that you could just easily like if if something happens to you, you can easily trigger an alarm. And I think it, that started showing that they they really focus on like helping you in those situations where you really 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 need something um and i think it's it's good like you really see them keep on building up on it and i think it's it's great to say that it is a it is its own product and they're definitely gonna uh, they're most likely gonna keep on developing on it and like you guys said they're probably gonna add more and more sensors and i'm quite happy about that and like you said kai it's great to see that they invest so much in something that's good for the society rather than trying to just um like in- increase their like the way that you're hailing a car. Mm. Like, I think, I think that's really nice to see. But and I think f- that's, that's a position Apple, Apple is in. They, I feel like they should really focus on making something good for the society. And I think this product demonstrates that. Yeah. But I, I also feel like, um, Apple seems to have found their footing with the series zero. We had a, uh, Apple Watch sport, the regular Apple Watch and an edition. And it was kind of like Apple, Apple didn't really know what it was yet. Mm. It had like, just a naming right now now we move to a point where all the apple watches are, are sport watches essentially right they're all kind of more focused on on this kind of uh lifestyle thing and moved away from this purely fashion thing now it uh, becomes more of an assistant that is kind of valuable for almost everyone rather than a a very expensive fashion statement yeah but still, the way they do that is to make it a product that's more appealing to people. It's not necessarily a fashion statement, but it's not a dork statement. It's not like a geek product anymore. They try to make it thinner. They try to make it slightly more fashionable for everyday people to use. It's not this high-end product, but it's also not a computer-on-your-watch type of product. Yeah, I think, but it, I think it, they are sort of getting into a balance there. It, it feels more like it is now a nice assistant that also... and the. Th- and utility item that also looks nice rather yeah. than a thing yeah. that looks nice and i guess we also have to make it do something i agree yeah yeah and I, I do appreciate the um you know sort of making this health technology more accessible um but i one of the concerns i have about it is um I, it does it makes the watch become more disposable if it's less of a fashion item and more of a um more of something that's helping in your everyday life it's more disposable and that's a really good thing um because you know you're you're less attached to it but that also means you're more likely to to want to upgrade um but i am a little bit concerned with around the pricing just because if you're trying to make this uh health technology more accessible uh i think you do have to consider pricing and it is it's getting up there for these things and i know that their their solution at the moment is to sell last year's model for cheaper uh, but I'm not, I'm not really sure I like that approach. Um, I, I would be thinking if I, if I was, you know, in charge of, of products at Apple, maybe, uh, if, if health really is a focus, uh, maybe we could work on, um, that price. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I know, I know all this technology is super expensive to develop and build and, and, you know, that's all factored into the price. Um, but I, I don't think that it's sustainable to keep upping the price just because you have, new features i mean like you know last year we got cellular and that's great and it's like an extra 150 dollars and now this year it's bigger screen so it's another hundred dollars and that's fine but at what point does it become even for the sport model does it become out of range of uh you know most people to to want to spend eight hundred dollars on a watch say 
Yeah, I I mean it's it's definitely not that this is a charitable product. Apple will make a lot of money from no, that. No, definitely not. But if you compare that to anything else, um, so there's some people um, that are into technology and into Apple who are willing to spend that money, and then they get those health features as a an additional thing. But I also think there are other people that, um, for example, people that currently have. Uh, ECG machines. They're a lot more expensive than an Apple Watch, I, I assume. Um, not, I don't actually know that, but I just assume they're, they're quite expensive. Um, so I think for, for people in need, it might actually be in a place already where it is more, is actually quite an affordable product. And everyone else who decides to spend on it, they get those features as an additional thing. So I think in general, that seems to be in our right approach to me like if it would have a blood glucose uh monitor that's not intrusive um and something that kind of like doesn't require a uh, constant replacement of parts not something i personally need but you would probably save a lot of money from from watch that does that even if they would add even if that would make it 300 dollars more expensive yeah, actually, that's a good point. I hadn't considered that part of from the the ECG uh, perspective, but yeah, that's absolutely true. That if there was glucose monitoring in the watch, uh, would pay many thousands of dollars for it because that's what it would save in uh, exactly. you know current supplies that I have to buy for glucose monitoring. So that's yeah. yeah so fair I think point, actually, uh, all I think, things uh, considered, I I kind of if if you have to make any decision, I feel like it's it's a good thing that people that are in need of those those tools and those tools to get better they actually start saving money and everyone else who just wants to have the new thing and decides to buy them over the the like previous year's model they just get those features but they're clearly willing to spend that money on that yeah and i'm hoping like uh, apple is in general a more high-end brand and they tend to it's it's the same with their phones they're more expensive than android phones but i'm I'm hope than many android phones but i'm hoping that the fact that apple is putting some focus on this and showing that there is a smart watch that actually sells quite well yeah it's it's hopefully something that other company might follow and um Maybe maybe those companies can decide to focus on something else and focus on the affordability, and it might encourage more companies to keep on um, exploring this area. Hmm. Do you know if the ECG will be available from day one for the US? I don't know if they said day one, uh, but they definitely said sometime this year. Okay, because uh, I think they showed some screenshots. Um, and in the fine print, uh, I saw that it said uh, iOS 12.1 and watchOS 5.1. Okay, yeah. My notes say available to US customers later this year and okay. worldwide later on. All right. Okay, I think we probably get a bit away from the event, but I think this is definitely interesting discussions to have. Uh, yep. I think I think it's it, it is definitely the more interesting product that so makes sense to talk about this. I also had one more thing. I, I don't know. Uh, I also feel like... It's often that people are kind of scared of going to to doctors to do uh, preemptive uh, tests and evaluations, and I think that's also an interesting thing because uh, you probably wouldn't go and do like a heart study just randomly in your mid twenties, um, or you would even not feel comfortable because you're scared of of what might might get out of out of those results. Um, so I think that's also an interesting thing because an Apple Watch uh, kind of. Uh, I think in general, the demographic is probably slightly younger, at least people that buy it out of um, an interest in technology rather than a, a medical uh, need or desire. Um, so I think it's also nice that you kind of have this passive thing that that 
checks even <laughs> and tells you if something is wrong without you having to physically go to a doctor and decide that you want to get yourself checked. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's really good. So pre-orders are tomorrow. Speaking of pre-orders, uh, what are you going to pre-order? I wanted to get your opinion, actually. Uh, Upper Watch Series 4. Sport. The the only choice. The thinnest and or the lightest, definitely. Um, yep. Most durable, maybe. Except the screen. Um, so anyway, Series 4. Uh, aside, <laughs> reasons aside. Um, I, I've had two Apple Watches to date, and they've both been the, the Space Gray model. Um, I, I'm wondering whether mm-hmm. I should mix it up this year. What do you think? I mean, in general, um, I've had the, the Series Zero was a Space Gray one. And after that, I switched to the Silver Aluminum uh, watch, and I did enjoy that a lot more, how it looks on my, on my wrist. So I'm, I'm now uh, loyal to the Silver Aluminum I do like the the uh, the stainless steel, but I I just don't know. I I feel like now we're at a time where the Apple Watch is still a product that improves significantly enough year over year that I feel like I don't see myself not upgrading in in the next few years. So I will I will again just go for the cheapest possible model, which seems to be the uh, silver aluminum uh, watch without LTE, and um, I probably try one of the. Uh, band options that I do not own, so I'm not going for the sports band, but one of the other one. Without LTE is an interesting choice. I believe we had a discussion earlier this year. You said you'd get the cellular one. I considered it. Um, I mean, a lot of things in Canada are cheaper. Uh, cellular service is not one of those. Um and I don't see myself spending something between five and ten dollars per month for LTE. Um, and realistically, I don't think I would use it enough to to even even add like two or three dollars plus the hundred dollars, of course, that you pay for the for the LTE in the watch. I I just don't see myself actually getting value out of it, like any value, not just not hundreds of dollars worth, but I don't see myself getting any value out of it i'm i'm barely leaving the the house without my <laughs> i'm barely leaving the house in the first place <laughs> yep that and and if i do why wouldn't i bring my phone i mean um i'm not going for runs if if i do sports i do more team sports or or kind of intense sports like two hours of of ultimate frisbee or f- football or something like that and at that point, I wouldn't take calls. I wouldn't call anyone and I wouldn't send text messages. So I don't need it. If anything, well, I don't want notifications. Maybe you start playing like cricket or baseball. <laughs> <laughs> and you need something to entertain you. Yeah. So it's, it's just for me, for, for my use cases. I, I, I just can't even... I usually try to fabricate a use case why I should spend more money on tech. But I, if I can't even fabricate a use case, I, I think that's the best possible sign of of uh, just saving the money and going for the cheaper option. Did that help you, Zach, in deciding what color to go with? <laughs> no. But, no. No, no. Oh, man. Maybe I just don't <laughs> buy anything. I don't know. Uh, what? I, I didn't think that any of this would have any impact on you not buying anything. Uh, All right. So, if, if, you, would, if you would be forced... Um, by your two co-hosts, to uh, buy one of the new Apple Watches, which one would you go for? 
At the moment, I think the space gray aluminium case with black sport bands are cellular because that is the one true option and I like to spend money. Um, and 44 millimeters. If I had to decide in the next five minutes, that's what it would be. All right. I, I would, I would, if I were you, I would try. Look, especially if you're indecisive, go with a silver one because then you have two potential reasons to send it back. Either because you think the update isn't worth it or because you don't like the color. So you increase your, your, to, to, to reason for yourself why you have to return it, which is good. But you also get the chance to, so. to, to see what it looks like, see what, if you like the silver one, see if you like the 50% faster, uh, S4 chip, if you're enjoying the, uh, ECG and the, uh, the, uh, all the other improvements. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean, if you then don't think it's worth it, just send it back. It won't go back. We all know that. See? And then, then you clearly made a decision that it's, that it's good to keep. And then you have a nice silver one. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So my biggest hesitation with not getting the silver one or getting the silver one is that some of my bands wouldn't look particularly great with the silver one. A big band investment. Um, whereas every band I bought looks okay with the space gray. It also opens the door to all those new bands that you cu currently didn't want to buy because they just didn't work well with the space gray one. You know, the um, I was looking at the watch bands. They have... So, I've got like whatever their blue sport band was from last year. And I think that looks amazing. But they've... they As they do every year, they slightly adjust the color on that blue one. And the one that they've adjusted it to this year looks, I think, even better with the space gray Apple Watch. And that's in all their marketing shots. I'm like, oh, it's really... It's really nice. So, there might be a potential band or two in my future, regardless yep. of whether there's a new watch. All right, Marlene, you've been uh, suspiciously quiet. I know. I'm just sitting and looking at my screen at this beautiful, beautiful golden watch. It's so nice. I really want it. <laughs> Do but it. But it's so... Uh, I don't know if it makes sense. Because, uh, well, I'm definitely going to get a watch. Because... At the moment, I have Series 2, and it feels so slow, especially when I compare it to Kai. When we start our workout at the same time, I just have to wait a few more seconds for the app to launch, and then I have to wait for it to actually load the workouts, and it just takes so so much longer time, and I, I don't like that aspect of it. I know this is like small things to complain about, but in general, it feels a bit like l laggy. And but it's even to a place where you now know the perfect path to to get there the quickest way yeah. where uh Marlon found a way of, of that the um if because if you don't end the workout or hit the done button in your workout from the previous workout it kind of gets stuck there for a yeah. while so the app usually the crashes before the ui loads again so Marlon's now always going up a specific path to increase the 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 load time or decrease the load time and increase the speed to to start the workout yeah, so that's pretty frustrating. So I'm definitely going to get a watch. But now I'm trying to think about which one. I don't feel like I need cellular. Uh, like I said, it's quite expensive here. Um, I don't really use it that often. Sure, sometimes I do leave without my phone, but usually I do it together. Like Kai is usually around 10 and we usually have his phone with us. Um, but in the, in, in the same time, I don't think my, at the moment, my, um, provider doesn't actually have this the one i have now is a prepaid um 
plan. And it's not actually having any support for the Apple Watch. So I would probably have to change providers. I would have to get a more expensive provider. And I would have to pay the extra cost for the cellular. So I don't really see the reason to go cellular. Look, I don't think it affects the buying decision, though. Because all of the Apple Watch uh, non-sport models come with cellular. So you can decide whether you want to pay later. And you just have to worry about buying the the, the watch. I know. I know, so I probably still end up going with with solar (laughs) support. Because, so I've been thinking about it. It was a while ago about a watch, and I don't really have any, like, specific jewelry. I'm not really a jewelry person. I'm not spending much money on those things. But if I'm going to buy a watch that I'm going to wear every day, I think it would be nice to have something that looks slightly nicer, especially... Like on my wrist, I have quite a, quite a thin wrist, and I think um, at the moment it looks like on, on my wrist it looks a bit more geeky to have the current Apple Watch, which is the brushed um, stainless steel Apple Watch. Um, no, sorry, the brushed uh, aluminum Apple Watch. Um, and I think that like on my wrist it looks a little bit more like a like a tech device than it does on Kai's Kai's wrist. I assume it might be because my wrist is thinner. Um, but now I'm also starting to think maybe it will still have the same effect because it's a little bit bigger. Uh, so the new watch might still look a bit clunky, even if I go with the um, stainless steel, um, since the screen is bigger. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, it just looks really nice. Um, and I'm thinking it would probably be worth buying it just because I've been thinking about it for so long. Like since the first fo- first watch was released, I was thinking about getting stainless steel, but I sort of been holding back on it. But now when it's a new design, I'm thinking like, I'm not sure if I'm going to upgrade next year. So I'm thinking if I buy it this year, maybe I should just go ahead and buy the stainless steel model. On the stainless steel, you will see every single scratch and rub marks. And Easy, everything. don't get scratches. I know. I know, but it's so nice, and <laughs> I will be careful. But even if it would be scratches, I don't think it would be a big deal. Maybe I should get Apple Care too. My question is: Do you want to be careful with something that you wear on your on your wrist? Well, I don't usually want to hit my arm into things. Like if I wouldn't wear a watch, I wouldn't hit my arm into walls. Would I? <laughs> Zach has a very fa- funny image of me walking around here, <laughs> slamming my, li- my arms into, into the wall. But yeah, that that doesn't happen. Like I have control. I have body control. Have you ever hit your watch into something? Usually, just the screen, and that's usually because I'm like having something hanging from my shirt or something, like a like a like a piece of metal right. hanging from my hoodie. If you have a hoodie with a zipper, would you be scared of touching your stainless watch with the zipper? Is the super matter of metal? Yes. No. That is the correct <laughs> response. <laughs> it would be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I know. I know. This is a consideration. I, I'm aware of that, but my. F- <laughs> Yeah, I don't have a good reason to say that this is not going to happen. It's definitely going to get scratchy, and maybe I just have to live with that, and that's fine. So maybe it's fine, but and therefore I get less scratches on the um, on the actual screen because the screen has better glass on the. But it still has pretty much the same coating, so you would still get scratches in the coating, which looks basically like a scratch. 
Okay, let's move back to the bands that I should choose. <laughs> <laughs> Tough choice. So, so, so that's the thing. If if I would, let's say I convince someone convinces me that going with the watch is the right right solution. I'll try my best. Um, yes, thank you. Um, then I'm thinking it's only it's like a it's not that big of a price difference to go with the um, golden Milanese loop. And I'm thinking if I'm gonna go with the golden one anyways, maybe I should go with the golden loop. Uh, this is getting expensive. Why um, not throw Apple Care on there and <laughs> do they still do the addition model? To, maybe I have to get external insurance because this is gonna end up being too expensive. Yes. No, no, but like I'm thinking that could be nice, but um in in reality I'm probably gonna go ahead and order the golden stainless steel case uh, with the sports band. If I get the sports one, just because I think it is still a bit like it's it's a better price range and it's also a little bit more sporty. And I also think the other one might be a little bit too show offy. Like it's a bit too blingy. And I'm also worried. I'm not sure if my skin tone um, is the best for having complete gold uh, bracelet. So that would be a thousand dollars with taxes. Oh, they don't put the taxes on. <laughs> God damn it. I forgot about that. Okay, I gotta rethink this, but honestly. Sorry, Canada is great. Canada is great. We have palm trees here. So I will keep on thinking about it uh, until they release it. I might end up ordering one and returning one or going to the Apple store and looking at the Apple Watch uh, with a gold band. Uh, but I probably won't get it. I think it's probably gonna. It might not be worth the money and the risk of hitting it into things. I think just having um, the risk of something happening to it might not be worth it. I will think about it, um, but maybe it's too much, especially if I want to... It will make the upgrade harder next year too if I end up buying this one this year. So I will think about it. Uh, it's very tempting though. Yeah. Before we move on, how how great would those um or how interesting would those fall studies Apple did be to see? You know how they said they have um real life data that they use to to tune their algorithms for fall detection? Yep. And that they had thousands of data points. Yeah, I just imagine them having a lab where they're pushing people over. Mm. Yeah, it could be interesting. Um Yeah. Hopefully it's dummy models. Uh Throwing people off the stairs at New Apple Park campus. All right. So that gets us to the new iPhone. Or iPhones. All three of them. Or should I say iPhone S? XS? No, say... Tennis? Tennis. Tennis. Yeah, iPhone tennis. iPhone tennis. Okay. Do you guys have problems with this? Do you actually read it XS? XS, yes. Yeah? Yeah. So, I don't know why no one... I haven't heard anyone say, and probably on Twitter they said this, but in a podcast I haven't heard anyone drawing the... making the association of XS as a small thing. Like, XS is a small size, right? Extra small. Yeah. Extra small. I definitely heard it on one podcast. I don't remember which, but someone did bring that up. Okay. I just see both Mall and I, when we wrote down the name, we used a capital S, a uh, capital X, and then an S in a box. Yeah. And I think that helps with the pronunciation. <laughs> but honestly, I uh, I know it's, 
I'm the weird one, but I tend to always, when I read iPhone 10, I always read it as 10, and I always say it as 10. X hasn't really been a problem to me, and I think this has been something I taught myself to that extent that it broke things for me. So <laughs> I did that too. I think I told you. And yeah? wondered why it because isn't the Model 10 Tesla. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted to order an Uber, and I was like, do you, should, I said out loud, should I order an Uber 10? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's bad. Yeah, I'm completely broken. Uh, I'm not sure. It's probably not better than pronouncing it X in the first place. Um, but yeah, XS. Ten, damn it, ten, tennis. It's not bad. If they don't uh, add, add ads for that during the tennis over the Australian summer, I, I would be very disappointed. No, they should. <laughs> they should. Tennis. What about the 10 SE? Tennessee. Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. It's like the state of yeah. Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, they should show that there. Oh, uh, can we anyway, just take a moving... moment to grieve the loss of the iPhone SE? It died today. <laughs> it's a sad day. It is the, the best I... phone Apple have ever made. May it rest in I peace. Know. All right, that's long enough for a moment of silence. Okay, all right, cool. Uh, the cast will cut it right out. <laughs> <laughs> I will no, edit it I to did... be three minutes long. <laughs> 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 no, I did. I did think of you there, Zach. That there was no SE anymore. Um, yeah, I can't really help you with it. So let's move on and talk right. about the new phone. Let's move on. So uh, let's start with the most exciting thing that Apple said about the iPhone XS, and that is more durable glass. <laughs> I have uh, three exclamation marks next to that because. Um, uh, I'm very particular about my devices, and the iPhone 10 had, uh, I guess, softer glass, and I guess that's because they're both sides are glass, and they're really expensive to to um, to replace. And having uh, less hard glass makes it less likely to shatter when you drop it. But me, as a person not dropping my phone, but uh, using it in the real world, I I was. Um, uh, always afraid of, of scratching that glass to a point now where I just try to completely ignore the potential present, presence of scratches on my phone. And I'm looking forward to not having to deliberately try to not think about the potential for scratches in that phone. Do you really think this is going to stop you from being worried about scratches? I, I'm, I'm fairly confident that I have a scratch on my phone, but I'm too scared to look. And I try to uh, deliberately ignore the potential for scratches. And anything that makes it less of a thing, and Apple explicitly mentioned it on stage, which I assume is an indication that that was a thing they noticed and improved, uh, make, make me very excited. Yeah, yeah. It made it heavier though, right? <laughs> right, Kai, right? Didn't you, have, didn't you have a prediction that it would be less heavy? Um, I'm not sure if, if that made it more heavy obviously but uh the the iphone uh, 10s is indeed three grams heavier than the uh than the iphone 10 unless you go for the max uh and you have i don't know uh monster hands and you need a phone the size of a, wait, wait, a wait. small vehicle I, I thought we were talking about iphones <laughs> don't want a max at this event <laughs> Oh, I thought you would say no, there were no, no iPads no. because it's such a huge device. No, that no, works I see, too. I, <laughs> I see your joke. I see a joke. It's quite funny. I approve. 
<laughs> on that note. <laughs> what's Super Retina? What Was the iPhone 10 already having a Super Retina screen? Was that a new name? I feel like they've used that before. I feel like they mentioned it so many times. I have a feel it felt like it was a new thing. Yeah, it, it was announced like it was a new thing, yeah. but I'm pretty sure the iPhone 10 already had a Super Retina screen, right? There was a lot of fluff in this presentation. Um, yeah, there were lots of rep- reputation, repetition. Yeah. There was lots of repetition. Um, the same with the Face ID. I mean, the Face ID is faster, which I did predict. It they is? did not call it Face ID 2, which maybe that's just because the name was too confusing already. They didn't want to throw too many numbers in there, right? It was like, <laughs> it, it's sort of a Face ID 2. I should get points for this. Um <laughs> Uh, I just said, look, yeah, the iPhone 10 already had a super retina display with the same 458 uh, pixel per inch. I feel like in general, there was a lot of things that were presented as new, yeah. uh, but were clearly already in, in, in the uh, previous year's phone. But I guess now the, um, before last year, the iPhone 10 was kind of the premium thing over the iPhone 8 series. And now it kind of become becomes the more standard uh iPhone and the the iPhone X X oh man does it, I, I I feel like the 10s is fine but 10r 10r I can I just can't get there at the moment it's weird what does r stand for Retina? I, I had an idea earlier today but I forgot about it 10 like 10C would have made more sense to keep that C brand. If you pronounce it quickly, it's tenor. So this phone is t- more 10 than the previous phone. I don't think that's what they're going for. They should have gone with 9. Yeah, I, I think they should have called it 9 too. But I, I wonder if Apple thought to make it 9 last year. But then they realized, because, the t- I mean, now we're jumping to the 10R already. But the 10R is pretty packed with... 10s technology for for most of it. It's basically think, a 10s, isn't it? With a it, few, it kind of is. Like camera, the 10s. The camera is the same. The uh, system no, on the, the chip is the same. the same. The wide angle camera yeah. is the same. Yeah, yeah. they don't have the second lens. One camera. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then same A12 processor, same front uh, camera. Yeah, yeah. Th- they mentioned there was, that. Yeah, was it the same? Exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. Yeah, but in general, it is very, very close to a 10s, just in a larger size than a small 10s, uh, and the LCD screen instead of the OLED. But otherwise, and the camera. But otherwise, it's very, very close to to that. And I think that's probably why it wouldn't have warranted a iPhone 9 name. Uh, but I wonder if that was the plan all along, because I feel like the 9 is an obvious gap. This phone would have been. I mean, I, I made that case uh, last. Uh, during our last recording and would have filled that gap, I believe, quite nicely. But now when it's so close to, to the 10s, I feel 9 would have been the wrong name to call this phone to. Because could, would have. So could R maybe just be because R comes just before S in the alphabet and it's slightly less performant or slightly? That's probably, that's probably it. <laughs> yeah. Like that's actually a good theory. Yeah. It is weird though. I don't know. It's also a, small uppercase R in all the marketing shots? It is an uppercase R. It looks like yeah. an uppercase R, but it's it's always written smaller than than the X for 10 next to it. It's a bit weird. That that name is, is strange. 
Regular? Is it the regular phone? No. Yeah, really but... colorful? <laughs> I, I do like the approach they've taken with it, though, in that it is almost an iPhone X feature-wise and that the the difference is made up in the materials. Um, I, I quite like that approach because I think, you know, you can the, the less expensive phone still is capable of everything that the 10 is capable, sorry, of the 10S is capable of. Um, and I, I think yeah. that makes a lot of sense. It does... It does look quite childish, though, um, with all the colors and seeing the the color bleed around the screen. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not buying a phone this year. I'll say that up front. But if I was buying one, I don't know what I would buy. I'd probably be, I'd probably be leaning towards the 10s because it's not that much more expensive and it doesn't look like a toy phone. Uh, though that said, the red product red. Uh, iPhone XR does look pretty good. So, anyway, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I would have... If if the iPhone XR would have been smaller than the 5.8, I think it would have been a really interesting contender for me for this year. Oh, I would be all over that thing if it's smaller than the, the 10. But I feel like now it's almost in a in a weirder spot because it's like bigger than the five eight, so it's it's not really an option because I already think the five eight is at least uh point two, point three too big for what it should be. Um but otherwise it's a it's a really capable phone. I oh think yeah, for this most is the go to pe- phone. It has to yeah, be. The I think for phone. most people that's the phone I I I, I mean again, uh for without any of us having touched it uh, or looked at it. Uh, it seems to be the phone to recommend at the moment to me. But let's let's talk some about uh, the things that are actually new about it. Is the CPU stuff new? Um, the A12 Bionic chip that they mentioned has six cores, so two high power and four low power. Is the six core CPU new? I seem to remember two low power and two higher power in previous phones. Uh, yeah, that's that's right. It's um, it's interesting also that uh. Or was it? No, I think the A11 had hexa-core already. I think that was the first phone with hexa-core in the 10. Oh, okay. It might be, yeah. But it was still 10 nanometer. Now this is the first uh, 7 nanometer uh, fabbing. Um, yeah, interesting enough, the um, the A11 was also called Bionic already. Yeah. yeah. So this is the, the second A processor with the same user-friendly name uh, a11 bionic to a12 bionic um i just put up uh pull up spec sheet so the old one already had a hexa core okay yeah. uh the gpu was three core and now it's four core and did the old one have the neuro engine the dedicated neuro engine or is that a new thing the uh, a11 already had the neural engine but the new one is uh vastly improved yeah, so that's the thing. I'm not sure. I felt like I might not need a new one because I was quite happy with my iPhone 10. I felt like it's, especially since it was released a little bit later in the year, I feel like I haven't really used it that much yet. I don't feel fed up on it. And the new one is nice, but I just don't feel like, originally I didn't think it would be a big enough improvement for me to update. Um, but now when I know how much faster it is and that it is more durable, those are definitely things that make me more interested in getting it. Um, 
but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm still thinking about if it's if it actually makes sense now. The good thing, so I usually tend to resell all of my phones uh, once I've been using them for a year, and the good thing with that is that if I would buy the new one now, I can resell it for a higher value than I could in two in two years. It usually tend to drop off a bit if I sell it a year later. So that's uh, one reason why I feel like maybe maybe it makes sense to buy the new one. Um, so that I don't lose as much out on it and for the, definitely for the durability and for the, uh, for the speed improvement. Uh, I do think it would be nice to get some, uh, speed improvement in the face ID detection. Unfortunately that there's no wider angle, which I was hoping for, but, uh, yeah, I think in general it seems a, to be a big improvement. So I will think about it. Are you going to get it, Kai? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, if I'm, you have to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Similar reasons. I mean, I I've been upgrading every year since the very first iPhone. I don't see a reason to to not continue that trend. Uh, in general, uh, I also I don't keep my old phones. I usually sell them. It's I I, I see it more of a almost more of a iPhone lease where I pay the price for the phone and then uh, I sell it after a year, uh, lose maybe 30-40% at most on it and get a new one for it. And I kind of consider that 30% my, my payment over the year. Um, and and that, that works. I don't I don't really see a reason to, to not do that. I also think, as I said, uh, the new glass alone I, I'm quite excited about. Um, the uh, uh, faster face ID is nice. Um the new engine stuff sounds interesting. Uh, I will after after our recording, I will um, do more of a deep dive and seeing if there's any more information about that. Uh, I think during on stage they said it's an A core design for the neural engine alone, um, so that's interesting. Not sure if that enables iPhone XS only things. Uh, I think most of the uh, um, real time ML stuff is probably 10R and 10. Uh, as exclusive at least it sounded that way um i don't know if that makes it uh interesting by itself the the kind of ml applications that you can have otherwise i think that could be an interesting area um there are a lot of things that i i don't care particularly for stereo speakers um i mean that that would only work in landscape. I don't really watch long form content on my phone. I don't really play a lot of games uh on my phone without uh, where I either require the sound or, uh, if I do, I would always prefer headphones over, um, over just having speakers. I guess it's nice when you're, I don't know, listening to an audiobook or, or, um, uh, podcast while you don't have any other speakers around, but our, our house is full of speakers. So I, it's, it's usually not a problem either. So those things not, not particularly exciting for me. Uh, in general, anything that makes the phone faster is, is nice. Um, but it's weird. It's a, it's a weird phone. Um, it's definitely one of the small, it, it feels at least for now, it feels like one of the smaller updates, but so did like the, the, the S often feel like a smaller, smaller update, but then make quite a difference in day to day use because everything is faster and more refined. So even that, I think I, I would take that. I, I, I like my things being faster and nicer. Would you go with the new storage uh, solution? So you have the 512 gigabyte. Would you go with that? No, no need. No? I, I, I'm already... Um, 
what are the new st sizes? 128 and 512, or is it 256? And 64. Oh, I don't know if it's 128 or 256, actually. It's a good question. I mean, um, at the moment, I have to uh, 256, um, just because the uh, the 64 is too too small uh, for for pictures and stuff that I do with my phone. Um, so I will go whatever the next size up is. I was hoping it would be uh, 256, but I think it's 128, and 128 is is also fine. 64, 256, and 512. Yeah, so I, I'll just go for the for the middle one. I don't. I'm both not interested in spending another three hundred dollars to double that, but I'm also not even close to that. 128 would have been more than fine, but if that's not an option, 64 is just too small for for what I use my phone for. Um, so I go for the 256. Um, not not sure on color yet. I do like the new the gold one looks pretty nice, um, but not sure. I might might just go. The current one is silver, and I like looking at that. But I might go black just to mix it up. Um, but overall, I, I I I don't know. I did also realize that there was some updates to a camera, and that could be beneficial. Like that could be something that makes you want to have it. I think just getting nicer nicer pictures is something uh, that's quite appealing for me. But I never used a front facing camera, but the back camera is actually getting better quality pictures um i think they were having a lot of not a focus on their portrait pictures uh, and i think they were really cool i think it was quite cool to actually see the how you could change the depth of the portrait pictures i think this was a really like i guess amazing maybe it, it was a really cool really cool feature and i think when i saw the picture first i thought that the thing that was like if you if you looked at one of the pictures they showed it was this woman and there was this uh, bouquet background and I felt like it looked like uh, she was standing in front of a store and the store was like 10 meters behind her but then when they decreased the bouquet effect you noticed that it was like she was basically standing like half a meter in front of the store and it really added some depth just to have that bouquet uh, functionality or bouquet effect set on it and I think that was that was really cool to see and it's cool that they keep on working on this feature I, I crammed all my camera improvement notes in a corner and I didn't see it, so I completely forgot about it. So I, I was wondering, why why am I excited about this phone? But I can't really find anything that I was excited about because the next segment was on my notes where they were they, um, the demos. I was mm. like, all right, that's, that probably wrapped up the phone. But yeah, all the camera stuff is coming. Yeah, it, it wasn't came afterwards. It was an interesting way of doing it. So they were showing the whole, the whole, uh, you thought they showed the main phone and then uh, they went directly into demos, which I think you mentioned, Zach, last time that they're probably going to show them game demos and they're going to show other demos like the AR kit demos. And they ended up doing that, but I thought that was it. And then they went back to talk about the camera and I was quite happy about that mm. um, because I think that really added something new to it. And I'm not sure why they, I felt like they could have sped up the section a lot. It felt like they were putting a lot of fillers in the beginning of that sec segment just because they it felt like there was a lot of repeti repetition. Um, and then they went to the demos. I feel like they could have taken away that repetition and then put a bit more focus on the photos i think but that it was would be cool. i think it was because it was uh, all about the a12 right so yeah, it was yeah. the a12 then demos that were possible because of the a12 and then we're starting to talk about the next kind of fe highlight feature and i um I, I think that's probably what 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 is the most interesting about the yeah, phone for me apart from the kind of day-to-day -day improvement 
I think Apple called it smart HDR, where um, kind of has this zero shutter thing where where there's like a rolling buffer of images it constantly takes, and then when you hit the um, mm-hmm. hit the um, the shutter the, the shutter. shutter button, um, then you, you just get that picture that you that you saw when you hit the button, which is kind of nice. And then the combination of multiple pictures and analysis, and then using that to to uh, add more highlights and. The, I think their photos will be taken with different exposures quite quickly to then uh, add them together to get a picture where you have more detail in the darks while still having um, uh, the right exposure throughout the image. I think that is that is really nice. Um, and that um, to change the focal length or the appearance of the focal length uh, after the shot, I think that was really nice. Um, and I, I do like, I, I do like taking nice pictures with my phone or in general, I do like taking nice pictures. Uh, but I, I don't see myself carrying a, an actual nice camera with me. So improvements to that where it gets to a point where I think at the moment, I, I often, uh, shy away from doing, using the pot, uh, using portrait mode because it always feels not quite right. So anything that improves, that I think is is nice, and it did look significantly better in the example picture uh, pictures Apple had this time, especially around hair. So we'll see how that happened, uh, how that looks in in real life. But on at least on those sample pictures, and Apple seemingly deliberately picking uh, um, hairstyles that require a bit more uh, work around the the hair edges, I think is is promising that that might be that there might be significant improvements in that area. And that would be, would be quite interesting. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring it up, that you said that you don't carry an external camera with you and you want to use your phone mainly for taking pictures or instead of having any other camera. Uh, but now when you said that, I realized that I'm actually been looking at buying an external camera, a dedicated camera. So maybe... Maybe I don't need this. Maybe I should just go ahead and buy a good camera and uh, and good lenses. Obviously, it's probably going to end up being more expensive than than a phone. But I think uh, that could be a solution for me, just because I think <laughs> spend even more money. <laughs> I found a solution. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's something I've been wanting to do for a while, and I think now we we go on a lot of hikes and we're going to nature a lot lately. I think it would be nice to have a dedicated camera. I don't know. I will see if I buy a phone or not. Uh, I have two days, right? This is um, the pre-order starts the same time as the watch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have two days to decide how much money I want to spend. At, at least that means if if you definitely want to watch, you're unsure about the phone, you know which product you order first, and then yeah. you might be lucky and have this uh, back ordered. <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I'll be fine. But yeah, I I think that for me, I'm I'm definitely not going to carry an extra uh piece of hardware run for for pictures um so i i for me that that is is quite exciting to have that especially now vancouver vancouver is really nice months are really nice uh we have palm trees should consider moving here one day mm. um so so having um better pictures to to use to convince zach to move to vancouver uh, is is worth the fifteen hundred dollars alone <laughs> fantastic uh, you also get better battery life. That's a yeah. welcome improvement, I'm sure. They say 30 minutes longer than the iPhone yeah. 10 on the XS uh, and 90 minutes longer than the 10 on the XS Max. Um, XS, what is that? A fancy phone. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So um, that's that's good. Um, I do want to get into pre-orders and shipping dates in particular, but I do want to touch on one more uh, thing first. They've added dual SIM support to, I think, all of these phones. Um, they call it, uh, the technology is called DSDS, so dual SIM, dual standby, eSIM technology. Uh, so the idea is that... Um, they're bringing the eSIM technology, which they've used in the iPad and the Apple Watch, to the iPhone. Uh, so you can have one physical SIM card and one uh, eSIM card. And so one can be responsible for, say, taking calls and making text messages, uh, and another can be responsible for your data, which could be good if you're traveling or if you have work and home numbers or things like that. Um, so I think that's a, that's a big improvement. But they did also say that there will be a special model for China, uh, which has two physical uh, SIMs slot or SIM slots uh, because they can't do eSIM there for various reasons. Um, so that model of, I don't know which phone it is. Is it all three or is it just the 10s Max? I was thinking about that too. Are they, they don't actually have two SIM cards, uh, SIM card slots though. It's not going to be two separate, uh, I guess, doors. In the what Chinese like model, it's yes. It's one slot. And on both sides, you put a SIM card. So okay. it's one slot, and on both sides, you can have one physical SIM card, and then you kind of okay. slide that SIM card so sandwich. Are back you in your sure? Phone. I thought I remember a slide with. I thought I remembered a slide with two uh, SIM card. No, slots. I think it was. I just saw a slide with two different SIM cards, and then there was the SIM card, uh, SIM card holder. There was only one of them. So I think you're right. I think you have put them on both sides. Okay. But even then, you would still lose some. You would need to use some of the space that would be used for something else, right? Um, there must obviously be, like, maybe losing out a battery or, or something, because you would need to be able to read the same card from both sides. So I'm curious about how that would work. Yes, I'm looking at the picture now, and it seems like they are only showing one SIM card slot, like, one SIM card holder, and so it's only one slot, but then I've... They have a picture of two SIM cards, one oh, above and one under. Oh, I see. So assume, yep. Yeah, so I assume they're going to put them just on top of each other, like I said, like a sandwich. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure Phil said that on stage. Interesting. Yeah, but that's, that's only for the uh, Chinese market. But it appears to be for both, um, both iPhone XS and XR, at least from my uh, translated... Google um, iPhone China website. <laughs> it appears to be for both the XS and the XR. Cool. Yeah. All right. No, that's good. Have you actually used eSIMs? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Apple Watch. Outside of your Apple Watch? No. Okay. I think it'd be good, though. Um, I think they announced support with all three major Australian carriers, so Telstra, Optus, and Vodafone, Hutchison, Australia. Um, so it'll be... Well, I won't get to try it out this year, but it'll be interesting to try out next year and maybe go completely simless. So do you think it would be, would it be possible to only use an eSIM instead of putting in a secondary SIM? So you only use the f- one SIM, but you have an eSIM. They didn't say that, but in theory it would be. Uh, it might not yeah. be a, a thing that they support this year, but I think it is, mm. it is the, what's well, the first time eSIM has been in the iPhone. So I imagine the next logical step is allowing eSIM only, followed by removing the SIM card slot entirely. Ah, uh, but. Like I said, that's probably a few years away. Yeah. All right, moving on. Um, Apple did mention um, their goals in sustainability 
a fair bit of times. So as as they usually do, they talk about how um, how sustainable their products are, and they put up a chart of uh, what type of material they're using. Um, but then they also had um, Lisa Jackson, um, who is um, is she vice president of sustainability? So she's officially vice president um, of environment policy and social initiatives. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think they, they brought her up on stage and I think that was really good to see that they actually dedicated some time to that. And it was quite a, quite a long time slot. It wasn't just, hello, these are our campuses and they are uh, like sustainable. We're really talking about, um, uh, it in more detail and, um, but yeah, I think it was quite nice to see that she actually went through things in more details. And I think also mentioned that, um, the new iPhone, I think it was the iPhone 10s that she specifically mentioned, has a completely recycled logic board. I think that was quite cool. Yeah, I agree. Was it actually? Uh, there was there was some more detail in it, wasn't it? Which parts of the logic board are recycled, or was it the whole thing? It was it was a particular part that they pointed out. I don't remember exactly which. Yeah. But it's it's interesting. It's an Im- ambitious goal to have um, try to create iPhones without mining the. How did she say that? Without uh, trying to to build the new phones without mining our planet. Yeah, I think that's what, sort of how she put it. I think it was a nice way of saying. And then also, I think there was thirty five percent of the plastic around the speakers is. Uh, recycled from from consumer products yeah and, and then she also pointed out that that's also making it more durable i think it was quite funny because i think people might often criticize companies when they try to be more sustainable for not having a good quality product anymore but it was nice that she actually specifically pointed out that it's also making it um stronger and also good uh, uh she said the, the best thing to do for the environment is to keep using the phones <laughs> yeah i think it was really good because i think many people always complain about apple being so consumer focused and wanting to encourage people to buy the buy the new stuff um and there has been a lot of discussions or rumors about the fact that apple would potentially make your phone slower on purpose just because you should be encouraged to buy a new phone and i think that's a different discussion to have i think there are m- many other reasons of why they would do that type of throttling. Um, but I think this was quite good that she specifically said that they want them people to, maybe it's not necessarily you who bought it originally, who keeps on using your phone, but they at least want those phones to keep on being res- being uh, reused. So even if you hand it into the Apple store, they're not necessarily going to just rip it apart and uh, recycle the material. If it's still a usable phone, they may potentially give you the value of it and then they can uh, resell it through their resell program. So I think that was quite nice to hear. Definitely. And I think that's the most amount of time a sustainability or environmental segment has been given in a major Apple event in quite a while. So that was good mm. to see, possibly ever. Uh, but yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. It is, I mean, it is probably also a more important uh, role that American companies have to take at the moment where there seems to be less of a push from the government to regulate those things. For companies that have the resources like Apple to do, to do things to try to keep this planet as long as we can, um, it's good to, to, to double down on that, to, to keep pushing in that direction, to, to make people aware that it's possible. Um, uh, because like with the, with the 100%, I mean, that often happens, right? Apple starts, um, 
releasing early reports of their current state and where they want to go and then people criticizing them and saying it's un unrealistic or unlikely to get there but with like the renewable energy that was good like now now apple said 100 and you can see they're clearly quite proud of that um and now there are other things that they're tackling after that and it's good to see that uh, i think it seems to be within apple deeper than just uh, a a marketing uh bullet point to to be um to to be environmentally friendly i think that changed a lot with lisa jackson before that apple always had to slide up, up. it was almost like a thing that you're like everyone was kind of expecting and apple Apple talking about how their new phones are recyclable and those kind of things. And it always felt less impactful. It was always this kind of weird break you had after an announcement for like 20 seconds where Phil's saying that everything is recyclable. But I feel not not discrediting Phil in, in his passion, but you can see Le that Lisa Jackson really um, really cares about that deeply and spends a lot of her time on on those things, obviously. And how much effort goes into that and how much passion there seems to be for that. I think that's good to see and something that um that is valuable and and and, and important for our for our planet. We don't have a lot of livable planets within reach. So it's good to see that um companies that are in situations where they can do that to do that. Yep, agree. Uh I, this just came to my mind right now. Uh, we have more screenshots to do for the App Store for all our apps now. Sorry for the complete yeah. 180, but yeah, 2D Oh, the more 180s, the better. <laughs> so, yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. I um, I, I was point. mentioning to Kai off the air earlier that uh, Fastlane has not been working for me in Xcode 10, so I think I'm going to have a fun morning of taking screenshots manually for an iOS 12 update that I'm working on. So that's going to yeah, be Yeah, good point. To support all those uh, iPhone 10s Max users. That and that one is R. hard to say. 10s Max ridiculous. Hmm? 10R? Pardon? 10R. No, 10R? Is, oh yeah, 10R too. I forgot about that. That's also yeah, different. all the all the new screen sizes. Oh wow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Good amount of extra screenshots. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, do we want to talk any more about the iPhone X? Uh, no, I'm broken. <laughs> <laughs> A year's ah. worth of muscle memory gone. I know, I know. Ah, do we want to talk more about the colorful iPhone 10? 10? 10R? I'm telling you, the 10R is somehow harder, yeah. but I guess it's more we expected the 10S for longer, so we're already somewhat used to saying it. I'm always impressed with Apple executives because I'm sure they also don't use that name publicly a lot before they announce it, but it's very rare that they slip up. Because maybe, they they're, maybe the teleprompts don't say X, maybe it says 10. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they, they probably do use whatever code name for, for in a lot of situations so i'm always impressed that they are very confidently getting those names out yeah, they probably yeah. say it a few hundred times uh, in in preparation for for the uh, keynote but um yeah always interesting um I, I i have a few interesting things or things that kind of stuck out to me from the uh 10r thing no three touch that's really bad 
they said that they have haptic ta- touch. Haptic touch. Did you guys figure out what that was? I think it's a long press. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's essentially uh, a long press, the but the feedback. phone will vibrate instead of right now. It The 3D touch is actually like a sensor, but yeah, mm-hmm. it'll just be long touch on the LCD screen. I don't know. I really like uh, 3D touch. I'm a fan. Uh, I wonder if it was cost savings to get rid of it or if it wasn't practical to put it in. Um, I don't know the reason, but I, if I was buying this phone, I would be sad to lose that. Yeah, me too. Especially for keyboard input. That's probably where you use yeah. 90% of it. Yeah, just to be able to move the cursor by tr- yeah. 3D touching on the keyboard. That's amazing. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I think on iPads you can do it with two fingers. I wonder if they do something like that on that 6.1-inch screen. Could be. And if that works well, maybe you can get over it, but... Yeah, I do use that a lot for moving your cursor around in during text input. Uh, do you think that's that's at all a sign of it going away, or do you think it's just something they they will keep in the exclusive things? I feel like three D touch is already quite underutilized in general in the system, um, and now not the entire range having that feature probably doesn't help adoption. Yeah, but it could also be seen as more of a pro type of tool, and it could be that they decide not to keep it on on the phone that's not really meant for pro. It's meant to be a cheaper product, and maybe that's why. Yeah, it's a tough one. I guess if it if it should go away, it would probably make sense to to make a clean cut and get rid of it in all phones. Yeah, yeah, I agree. No, but I think um, I'm definitely gonna miss it. I think that. The, it's a bit of a shame that it's always the l- sort of lower end product that gets different interesting colors because I think that the iPhone 10R actually has some really cool, really nice new colors. I think it would be cool to mix that up a bit. I know that when the 5C came out, I think Tim Cook had a blue phone. I think it was blue. Uh, so he actually ended up having a C phone and it was interesting that he picked that considering that it is the sort of lower model. Um, and I, I wonder if Apple is ever going to sort of expand and give uh, give the higher-up lineup a bit more of a colorful touch to it. What do you guys think? I don't know. It seems to be a bit more of a premium thing to keep the colors fairly boring. I don't know if that's the right word, but the... The colorful nature seems to be a cheaper thing. And the thing is, like, it's positioned very much like the 5C, this iPhone XR, but it's not the iPhone SE. Yeah. It's, it's still a pricey phone. Like, you're paying Australian dollars. I think it's like $1,200. Like, that's a lot of money to be spending on something that is marketed as, mm-hmm. as a cheaper alternative to a premium product. Um, so it's an interesting positioning, actually, because I think they could have taken a more premium approach, um, but it does kind of give off the same colorful, playful vibe that the 5C did um, a few years ago. So it's it's interesting. I don't really have a lot to say on that, but it's just interesting to see how they frame things. I, I personally agree more with the strategy of having a... I don't think necessarily it's the cheaper phone. I think it is more the the regular phone. Like, I feel like the 5C was, the C kind of felt like color and cheap, um, in, in their, in their, uh, uh direction. While the, the 10R feels more like the regular one. If, if you just want an iPhone and you want the latest iPhone, go with that one because 95% of the things are, are in that. And if you're, 
if you have either a specific thing you like or you just have more money to to burn or um you're a big fan of stainless steel products then then spend another 100 200 dollars and get the s um i feel like the the positioning is different there and for anything that's cheap uh, i mean apple doesn't really have a lot of cheap but like cheaper is older phones so you get the older phones you get the regular phone and then you get the premium yeah. phone and i i think that is i feel like that that is a pretty decent lineup overall you have uh the older phones uh then you have the the regular one and then you have the luxury and small and and max i do wonder though like the jump between the the tenet 10R and the 10S is not a whole lot. Um, if you have $1,200 to spend on a phone, you probably have $1,600 to spend on a phone. And I know $400, I know $400 I know. is a lot of money, but also if you, if you do have $1,200 spare to buy a phone outright, you're probably the type of person who's not spending every cent of your savings on that phone. So I don't know. I mean, in general, it's a good problem for pe- for for Apple to have if people consider whether to spend four hundred dollars more rather than thinking about should I spend twelve hundred at all. Um, but I I feel like if if that's your 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 framing already, and you then see what do I get for four hundred dollars, you have to be a, a a special kind of person to say yes, I do think I want to spend another four hundred dollars. To have it either slightly smaller or stainless or the second camera, I feel like for I don't I don't know a lot of people uh, outside of our tech world that say sure I spent another four hundred dollars for having a relatively small improvement over the regular one. The size is a huge, not literally improvement though. I mean, I I I agree. Uh, I agree. If but, if I were buying a phone yeah, this year, I, I would probably spend the extra $400 to get the smaller one. And I would consider that a feature. Yeah, me too. Me too, 100%. Um, but I, I think that means you make a deliberate decision that that's worth it. Four hundred. That's worth $400 for you. Um, but I don't think everyone will end there. I think a lot of people will say, I'd rather have the larger phone and save $400. Um I don't think. I, I feel like the C probably is would struggle more selling than the 10R would, because it's hard. I, I feel like it's hard to for people do who do not care about technology enough. It's hard to recommend the 10S over the 10R. Yeah, but it's also hard to care about technology and settle for less. And I yeah. know the less yeah. is subjective because it just is. But still, the yeah. fact that there is that more expensive model there. Means you're always wondering yeah. if that's the way to go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Otherwise, interesting enough, um, the the iPhone XR has a portrait mode on the back camera, despite not having the second camera. So they seem to do something. Uh, I I haven't had a look and I, I f- don't remember the exact wording during the keynote, but it seems to be similar to what the Pixel is doing. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think I assume it's similar to some, many of many Android phones that they do it in software, and okay. I assume this is probably the same software that they they're probably using this on the on the regular phones too, also on the bigger phones, uh, on the on the phones with dual cameras too, uh, in order to make that on-off uh, effect in bouquet. So you you can trigger how much bouquet you have. I think they're probably using part of the software for that. 
So I assume they might just have made it a bit more intelligent for the other phone too, so they don't only rely on the two lenses. Yeah, don't know. Do you know if we uh, if that is happening live through the viewfinder, or is it only happening after you snap the picture? I don't think they said anything about that. I'm not All sure. right, because with the pixels, I think that's how it works. You take the picture and then they render the uh, the background blur. I don't know if that's the same for that phone, but I would guess with that new A12 chip and all of the on-device processing it's capable of, I, I would guess without having any information uh, that it can do it live. Yeah, yeah, maybe that would be would be pretty cool. Would be good to see a difference if there is a difference between or how big of a difference there is between a 10s and a 10r. Uh, for that, um, another thing, uh, the the video they showed after after the announcements, I thought was there was one particular aspect I thought was kind of clever um, when they showed like people in sand dunes and then kind of moved to an overhead view of the sand dunes, um, and then you could slowly see like all the um, the lanes building from the A12 processor, and I thought it was kind of interesting because you know uh, you have a desert. Desert contains sand. You need sand to make silicon, and then they ended up with the A12 processor. I thought that was a nice, nice image and uh, nice reference to to the origins of of silicon. And in general, that was a great video. I loved the city yeah. landscape after that. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's I, definitely one I'm going to go back and watch, um, just purely for the visuals. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I agree. It was. Uh, I think it was really clever with the silicon. I did think it was a bit funny that they were walking in the middle of the desert and they came into this like <laughs> city with a market that happens to take Apple Pay. Uh, maybe they do, uh, but I think it's quite often that I just go to a local, um, like just a local food market, and it's very difficult to find anyone who take Apple Pay. So I thought that was quite interesting that they that they specifically choose that location to demonstrate Apple Pay. Uh, but maybe maybe they do. Did you did you say it was in Peru? Okay. Yeah, Apple Pay is supported in most oases in Peru. <laughs> See, America is just so far behind in Apple Pay. That's the yeah. most of the world. It is. That a part of the world. I agree. I could walk into anywhere in the outback here and they probably take card. And if they do take card, then they're definitely taking Apple Pay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is. It is good to live in a civilized part of the world. Um, otherwise... Um, I think Phil said something with more range, more choice. Um, I feel like that was a bit of a stab at my desire to have a phone that fits in my hands. It's like you have more more range, more choice, unless you want a phone that fits in your hand. It's going to have to bounce back. It's going to have to. We're getting smaller phones eventually. I don't know if it's next year. I don't know if it's three years' time. I don't know if it's five years' time. But yeah, there is yeah. no mean, way. You've got to expand to a y- younger market, right? You've got to get them onto it quickly. So you need to fit those small hands anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Like a baby-sized phone. I- I'd take that, you know. That's probably called the Apple Watch. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it would be nice. I don't know. I, I feel like I kind of give up on that hope, at least for the next few years. I feel like the iPhone ten. um design will stay with us for a while i feel like apple is now very i mean who knows but at the moment it looks like they're very clear on 10 being kind of the 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 smallest size they're selling and then they go max and if r stands for something like regular then that's kind of the regular and they that would indicate that the, the regular 10s is already considered the smaller of the phones 
Yeah, and I I also wonder how many people realistically decide not to buy one of the phones because it doesn't come in a smaller size. Like, I don't know if anyone. Yeah, I know, but would you buy a phone that's not by Apple because you want a smaller phone? Not going to lie, I have considered it. Not for (gasps) long, but (gasps) the thought has crossed my mind. Really? Okay, well, you should write write a letter to Apple and tell them this. (laughs) Probably should. Uh, yeah, no, but I honestly didn't think it would be a, like a point that makes people turn to a different platform completely. I thought probably it's not going to matter that much for, for their revenue. And I thought maybe like it might not, I mean, the different, they have been discontinuing that size for a reason. And I thought that might be because they didn't sell them well. But I also think as soon as the newer, larger phones came out and they started making larger phones, I think I definitely wanted to jump on that and buy the iPhone Plus size just because it was something new and exciting. That doesn't mean that it was the right choice for me. And after that, I definitely went back and bought smaller phones. But I think people might have just jumped on that larger phone train early on just because it was the new product that was available and it was the new product that was exciting but if they would continue having a smaller phone maybe more people would actually go back but i'm not sure maybe it's something they saw that people didn't actually do and they ended up discontinuing it because of that yeah look i'm sure they they know they know what they're doing they've made the right choices they they're giving people what they want i'm sure but it is kind of a little bit frustrating to be sitting over here with money ready to give to somebody and i can't get a phone that i want does that yeah. make sense I, yeah i can take the money if you want <laughs> <laughs> will you give me a, a proper sized phone depends on how much money you give me <laughs> yeah i can work something out but i mean apple apple's aware of that i mean they made ad your thumb goes from here to here and i actually uh, almost pasted that in the show notes for our last episode but then thought better of it yeah but uh, it's a great I mean, video. there seems to be enough demand for people that want either either people with humongous thumbs, like maybe maybe the average thumb size just increased dramatically since since they released that phone, or people just I don't know I don't know maybe maybe it's just our we're getting old moment where we think phones are just too big and we would like them to make Macs and then have smaller devices to take with us. Maybe we want everyone else just using this largest device for everything and we're we're just not going with it. But I think that's not true and we're we're right and everyone else is wrong. So what do you think? What do we we see first? Uh, A flagship phone that fits in your hand and your pockets apparently or a Apple moving to a new product that makes phones less important to take with you? Yeah, it's a great question. I don't know. Just because, I mean, realistically, phone, I think we're only a few years away from the f- watch having the uh, processing capabilities of doing most of the things we're doing at, on our phones at the moment in, in that kind of package size, right? Um, yes, but how practical is that? So if you're sitting on a bus... Are you going to be reading pocket of course not. paper on your But, watch? I mean, they're also Apple also heavily invests in AR stuff, right? So I, I think Apple wouldn't invest that heavily in all this AR stuff if they wouldn't have a different form factor for that in mind as well. Plus all the investment in, 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 in startups that work in that space. So I'm just wondering if, if our solution, the solution to our, we want our phones to be bigger, 
might be at some point uh our phones to be smaller gosh i don't want my phone to be bigger um <laughs> our, uh, our the solution to our our problems without the phones being too too big uh might just be that uh we rather not have a phone in 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 the next i don't know what, what uh x amount of years i mean in the famous infinite timeline right i don't think we'll use um phones until the end of day um Sure, but it's a long few years until then. Yes, it is. Anyway, but I, I, th- I don't know. I don't. I don't know if Apple would make small phones before they're getting to to new form factors. And uh, honestly, if if the options are, do we put our efforts into making the phone small again, or do we uh, put our efforts in a new form factor? I mean, new form factor. Not a question. Yeah, it's not. It's not a terrible idea. Good, good thinking, Kai. Keep developing our RSI until then, and then we can't hold anything in our hands anymore anyway when we put something on our nose. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. Um, I think there were a few other things I thought were excited about the event. Yeah, I think there were... Um, I, I really liked how many videos they had in the event. I think that made a, um, made it quite interesting, and uh, it was nice that they really showed the product up front. Um, is there anything else that you guys thought stuck out to you or... Do we didn't wanna... see Johnny in a in a white room. He seems to have moved into a black uh, universe type voice void. Yeah, he he grew up into and now lives in a black universe like void. That's probably it. Um, should we move on to our list? I don't think our predictions were as good as I was hoping. I thought uh, I got some points. I'm quite happy about that. But I don't even know things. if I got a single one. <laughs> okay, let's go through it, shall we? You did, Kai. You got at least two. Woohoo! Two points, not two things right. Boom. I do want to read out what we had for iPhone, uh, not iPhone 10, four points for the 10 pointer. Okay, so uh, I had, um, starting myself first because that's the way we went in the thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yep. your random number generator Very picked random. you first again. Right? Uh, <laughs> So if if there was someone who didn't listen to the previous episode, they should probably have done this that before starting to listening to this episode. We basically made a list of predictions of what we expect to come out of this event, and that's what we will talk about now. So if you haven't heard this already, maybe it makes sense to go back, or you can just join in anyways. Look, you're you're two and a half hours into this episode, so I don't know. If you really want to go back, that's on you. <laughs> All right. Might as well. Might as so, well come for in. 10 points, uh, I had that at least one of the new phones will have a better front-facing camera. Kai had a cheaper iPhone 9, and Marlon had Face ID 2, wider angle, and quicker detection. Mm-hmm. So, I, mine, mine is no. A cheaper iPhone, but not 9. Uh, Marlon... I feel like I should get a yeah, little bit of points, points, because Face ID... Yeah, you had wider yeah, angle and quicker detection. Is... One of those is true. I don't. But think... we we were talking about this, and we said that it should specifically mention Face ID too, and it didn't. So I think I should maybe just get one point instead. I don't think brutal. we're doing bonus okay. points here. Your prediction was not correct. Zero points. So let's circle <laughs> back to that. What about? <laughs> <laughs> then then I should also get one f- five points because I said cheaper and iPhone. Cheap, cheaper than it what? It was a cheaper, cheaper iPhone. What? Just my prediction that iPhone nine is wrong. But two of three words in there, right? Okay, um, Zach. 
<laughs> was there a which of the phones had a better they front-facing all have camera better front-facing cameras okay so you don't get triple Correct. points you just get 10 points. i'll take it they they do they all have, all have the same front-facing. front-facing cameras as each other and they mentioned some upgrades referring to my notes was this software upgrade no, or actually hardware, hardware upgrade? What what where to update? Checking my notes. New sensor true depth on front side. That's what my notes say. <laughs> I, I I needed to make a point, so I had to find at least one thing. I'll check online now. Same. Okay, so there's a section on the iPhone XX camera page that says 7 megapixel true depth front camera, but then below that it says all new video stabilization. Boom. New. Is That's that the front, front camera, camera stabilization though? Okay, let's give him some points, okay? That's a 10-pointer. What? It's true. It's It's not cheating. We can go back to some things that he maybe shouldn't have been getting points for later on. <laughs> Kai is still very upset that we gave you. So this it is still a seven megapixel camera. So the there's only all new video is, stabilization. Uh, yeah, it's the video stabilization. Really, Apple, you had oh. to add video stabilization <laughs> to the front camera. Couldn't you have saved those three grams to make the phone lighter? Maybe gotta have some good group <sighs> FaceTime calls. Okay. Okay, but therefore, for eight points, uh, uh, we, we got an eight-point round, and I think Zach didn't get nope. any points. Nope. So I had there. Face ID will no longer just work in portrait mode. Kai had uh, Apple Watch Series 4 will have a new aluminium polished finish, and Marlon had nope. new Hermes Apple Watch band, which is the only one that's correct this round. Woohoo! So yeah. Marlon yeah. for eight points. I'm happy I put that one so high up. Yeah, good choice. All right, Zach. Uh, next up, iOS 12, WatchOS 5, launch date the 19th of September. So this was my favorite pick, but I would just like to point out that I was wrong. It is actually the 17th, which I don't think would have been our, in our top two picks at all, because if I hadn't picked no, it, no, it Monday, right? I, I, I actually corrected your last episode and said, I think it will be the day before that, the 18th. But Apple decided to release on a Monday. Yeah, I don't think we've had a major iOS launch on a Monday in a very long time, so that's uh, that's new. But yeah, so no points for that. Yeah. Um, Kai had iPad Pro with Face ID. Uh, I think I crossed this one out about two minutes into the presentation as soon as Tim Cook said <laughs> we're talking about two product lines today. Um, and Marlon? You didn't think it would be uh, uh, the HomePod and the <laughs> iPad? <laughs> My first guesses. Uh, and Marlon had some <laughs> improvements to the back camera that will result in better pictures when it's dark. What do you guys think? Should I get points for this? It, have they mentioned anything about low-light photography? They, they have. did. They did. So, I wrote it down somewhere. Let me see. So, it was actually specifically for iPhone XR. They've ah, more low-light detail. Sent... Got it. You get a point. Right? Yeah, it's on their website. Yay! Yes! The camera sensor features yep, deeper, was, larger pixels. The result, even better low-light yep. photos. Yep. Did they say how they achieved this? 
deeper, larger pixels. Deeper, larger. Pixels. Yep. What does that mean? Deeper, larger pixels. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think technically, I would have also given you the points for um, for the uh, um, what is it called? HDR, uh, smart HDR. I think that also inc- increases low light performance because it does multiple things, multiple images. Nah, HDR doesn't help at night. HDR is really only good during the day. I mean, depends. It it does help if you have brighter and darker things uh, in that low light. Yes, picture, but right? the the idea is that there is a light segment of the picture. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. You're right. All right. So after three rounds, some. So that means Zach is at ten and Marlon is at yep. fifteen. And I'm just here for the ride. All right. All right, Zach, uh, no new iPad hardware. Boom. That is six points for you. Uh, Kai, I don't think I picked anything this round. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Air power release date on stage. Don't understand what that means. Did no you predict a new product that has never been announced before? That was risky. <laughs> and Marlin's, uh my favorite pick of all of them actually is the new watch faces with Disney Pixar characters bonus if it's Monsters Inc yeah. nope and nope I felt like this was this could have happened I'm probably going to predict this for next event too WWDC maybe cool next up um, Zach's pick for for the for the five point round Zach's pick uh Cost me uh, countless sleepless nights. Um, thinner Apple Watch, <laughs> thinner mansion on stage, and at least as thin as the Series Zero Apple Watch. And I still can't believe we let you pick it. that be- because I was like, we can literally see on the picture that it's sl- slimmer. Turns out it's not, so zero points. Moving on. It is slimmer, and I do feel a little <laughs> bad because I think re- it wasn't reasonable for you- us to actually accept it as as a pick. I think it was quite clear on the picture. Kai convinced me afterwards that this this is unfair that you got this pick, but we should have given you the well, pick of two more complications. Yes, yes, you yes. should have, because I would have got those been, points, that, and was, that was a better pick. I know, yeah. in hindsight, that was way better of a pick, but I was... Uh, it's like, and I think that's why I sort of loosened up. I was like, "Oh, we already complained about yeah, this." Yeah, so we first can give him at least Let's a three points. One. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. But yes, uh, you still didn't get it because <laughs> it's not that thing as serious. But but you were only off by by one number. It's serious one. You probably would have got gotten it right, or would have would it have to be serious three? I think it was slimmer than the serious two, right? My pick was slimmer than series zero. Yeah, yeah. But, but it, it is it slimmer than Series 2? Oh, I don't yeah. know. I didn't check that. But All probably, right. yeah. Because that did increase in thickness oh so slightly. But we're not doing any research. So moving on. Marlin. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Mine first. Um, iPhone 10 replacement will be lighter than the iPhone 10. Uh, nope. It's three grams heavier. Do you want minus three points? <laughs> I want a lighter phone. Okay. <laughs> Can't give me that. Uh, again, uh, my wish list didn't didn't really yield a lot of points. Um, so I'm I'm I, I'm excited for the October event then, if there's one. Um, Marlin's pick for five points is the IMAX spec bump. Uh, that came. <laughs> that I think I had that on my wish list too, but also didn't come true. So that means for our main round, Zach is at 16 points. 
And Marlin is at 15 points. All right, this is getting close. I know I get points for something else later on. I just don't remember what and how many points I gave it. So let's continue. It's exciting. So uh, for four points, Zach selected new camera mode in camera app, exclusive to 2018 iPhone. Could only be on one. Don't know After what that. Two. This is harsh, but I don't get points for this. No, so there's the there's the edit depth feature, yeah. which is a new mode. It's in the edit screen. It's not I in the know. camera mode. That is so brutal. You, yeah, you anyway. specifically said it has to be yeah. in the camera. I mode, said right? on the camera screen. That, that was a is that is a near miss. Ah, that's that hurts. Um, that's like right through the heart. Yeah, mine was not a near miss. Um, higher refresh light. Uh, right OLED screen and nope and Marlin had multiple multiple person face ID wasn't mentioned on stage didn't see anything any mention anywhere else uh, I believe that is not a thing true cool uh, next one I think <laughs> this is great yeah what, what is that one <laughs> uh, for three round uh, three points an hour can have been rumored before round while Zach's HomePod hardware update um, didn't happen. Uh, uh, but they mentioned it, d- yeah, but I home- didn't think they would. So yep, yep. Uh, when I, I saw, I was it. cheering for the HomePod as soon as he started talking about that. I know. I like, come on, new HomePod, new HomePod. Yeah. We've given it one gigabyte extra storage. Just come yeah. on. But do <laughs> the only thing they said was just that it has the multi-room audio or uh, stereo support now. No, no, right? it was the yeah, it was uh, all software, iOS twelve stuff. So yeah. it was like the shortcuts. It was that oh, you can yeah, initiate yeah. phone calls. Yeah, uh, they said that it has apps mm-hmm. now. In the it's form also of Siri cool that shortcuts. you have yeah. find my phone. That makes sense. Yeah, that's kind of nice. But I was, uh, that was interesting, though, when uh, Tim said, uh, when he was talking about the stereo pairing, he was like, and it really sounds good. It sounded like he was surprised that an Apple product would actually sound good. I feel like he was a bit too too excited about the sound He was quality. really enthusiastic about that. I yeah. got a weird vibe. Yeah, yeah, that was. I felt the same. Like It felt like he never actually listened to it until <laughs> yeah, last like, week. <laughs> yeah. Um, my pick was new type of dynamic watch face complication. I think Marco Armand spoke about this in ATP too, as being something that would be a huge improvement. But I don't think that... That doesn't count? Marco Armand can't get you points, sorry. <laughs> no. I mean, that's something I've been saying for, for two years now. I think Which I actually great, stole that yeah. right off my uh, 2016 dubbed up... Uh, uh, prediction list uh, because I was running out of things for this this um, uh, this uh, event. So uh, two years, but still nothing. Marlin, however, uh, mentioned or predicted that security will be mentioned on stage as security improvements with an explicit mention and potentially uh, being uh, actually seeing the word security on stage and we did see the word security I think on they stage. actually mentioned security twice. I think so too, yes. It was related to health data and I think something could have been camera related. There was something more. But yeah, I at least got three points, so very excited. Wait, was it security or privacy? They said security and I remember looking at you saying, whoa, this is great and that was exciting. It was, they said security. I'm I'm unsure. I thought it might have said privacy, not security now in hindsight. Yeah. But maybe in the face ID section? I don't know. Okay. 
Around the health kit stuff, they did mention, they didn't mention security. They said privacy. But they might be at a different place. Should we just watch the whole keynote? <laughs> See you in two hours. So Phil is saying yeah, it's the most secure facial authentication ever in a smartphone. That would be fair to count, right? Yes. I think that's definitely a point. I don't know yeah, if... I think we we said it needs to be explicitly mentioned. I think... Yeah, but secure and security, I think that's... iPhone 9 and iPhone XR. Those are very different things. <laughs> okay, uh, what if I get two points? I think we should just give you the points for that. Yeah, you win either way, so it's fine. No, I don't know, because this is could be the deciding factor. Otherwise, you might win, Zach. Nope, it would either be a tie or... No, right now it's 15 and you have 16. Yeah, I've looked ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, yeah, give me the points. But I don't want the points just because it doesn't matter. I want the points because you guys think it makes sense. I didn't hear it explicitly mentioned, but I, I probably missed it. Like, I didn't so what they say every is single word. most secure facial authentication ever in a smartphone. See, it's it's hard because I think in the context of the pick, it was like they'll put up a slide about their great security. I know. Um, yeah. It's a tough one. Okay. They might mention it later on though, but yeah, it's fine. We can we can take it away now and then I guess This is why follow up exists. I can yeah, exactly. We can wait for it to next show. I can request a recount. <laughs> So for now, I'm not getting any points. Let's see how the end points, how, ma- how many points I get in the, in the end. All right. Okay. So, um, looks like security was at least from our initial uh, memory and br- brief uh, skim through the keynote seems to only be mentioned by Phil once as um, in, in relation to Face ID being the most secure facial authentication ever in a smartphone. Um, we haven't done a thorough rewatch of everything, so it could be that we missed something. If anyone who is listening to this thinks that I should get points for this, uh, just let us know and I can request a recount. Yeah, but for now, we will not count it. Yes. All right, cool. So then, uh, next round for two points, and I would say the most important round of all of them. Um, Zach's uh, prediction was dig at Android. I don't think we've had that. So that would be nope. zero points. Then my prediction for a A12 processor for the new phones. And I said for new phones, which I'm quite happy about because it is actually all the phones, um, with neural engine being explicitly mentioned in relation to machine learning. And I get a whole b- of two points for this amazing picture. Why did you only put this for two points? This was quite a confident. You were quite confident about this. Yes, but I'm an idiot. Moving on. Um, Marlin uh, predicted more default iCloud storage, and nope, that didn't happen. Not a prediction, more of a wish. Yep. And our last round, um, that's where Zach's prediction more of a wish. started <laughs> uh, kicking in. Uh, blood glucose monitoring on the new Apple Watch, uh, nope. 
but I think we should keep it in that honorable spot for the next few years until it finally shows up. I agree. Um, my prediction and wish list item of Apple Watch always on display did also not happen. And Marlin has HomePod ships to new countries and supports new languages. And I don't actually know if... I mean, at yeah. least it wasn't mentioned on stage at we all. We got the new languages. I don't know if we got did the we new countries. Did we actually get new languages? We did, yeah. That was mentioned. Oh, actually. Nah, you got it right. So... HomePod is available in Apple, Canada, France, Germany, the UK, and US, and will be available in Mexico and Spain starting on October 26th. Yes, Boom. one point. Now Boom. we're um, tight. Yeah. All right. So the final verdict is Zag 16 points, Marlin 16 points, and I got the neural engine right. Which was pre- pretty good, pretty impressive. Good pick, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I think that's probably the my worst prediction track record in 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 my prediction history. Also, what happened to AirPods? I mean, it, next it, month I, they can't really ship them until AirPower is shipped. I I feel like they might be indefinitely delayed now <laughs> because AirPower uh, dragged it into uh, the void with it. I don't know if AirPower is going to be a thing. Uh, Gruber posted a thing saying he was asking around and it sounds like nobody is happy to talk about it. Yeah. Other than saying they have no comment. But I think we're diverting from the fact that you and I won this quiz, not quiz, the, uh, this competition sack. I think we should be quite happy. And we need to decide (laughs) a prize. We never did that. Now we also have to figure out how to break a tie. Well, we also, no, but we also have to determine if they say security on stage. So Marlon has some homework to figure out whether security was in in fact mentioned on stage. Yeah, uh, I'll look into that. But still, for now, I think we we both should be happy that that we both got uh, we all three of us got a space on the podium. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good job. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but but you're right. It's 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 a shame that we didn't see any updates about the AirPods, and I think that's quite sad. You know there were forty six potential points up for grabs each. Forty six. Forty six. When you think about it like that, we didn't do great. I don't know why we didn't just say there will be three iPhones. But it's a thing. We we didn't really want to be great, right? I mean, we we could be great if we want to. Should have taken it the idea a- of no iPads, no Macs, and ran with it. Just like every pick was a variation of that. <laughs> but I mean, our focus was more about like. Um, we didn't want to just pick off stuff that that has already leaked, right? We wanted to be at least have a certain level of of uh, our thought process that fueled our picks, rather than just things that we've found of quite confident sources. And I think that for that, it's actually pretty all right. A lot of things were were known before. Looking at yeah, at but my I notes. think that is because it is an S an S event. Uh, like uh, it's sort of it's it's not a lot of new hardware. So I think they were trying to sort of just go through things that were maybe already there or were just minor improvements. And I think it makes sense to do that. Overall, I'm quite happy with the event. I think uh, it was an interesting event to watch. I really enjoyed the videos. I enjoyed to hear about their um, 
some of their improvements in um, sustainability. I also just really like the watch section or the watch segment. So I'm, I'm quite happy with it. 